Welcome to Conversations with Ask Ash. Conversations with Ask Ash focuses on people, processes, and outcomes. Ashley dives into everyday conversations around work efficiency, team productivity, and project execution. Let's get into the show. And now, your host, Ashley Schuler. Ashley Schuler. Ashley Schuler. What's happening, everyone? And welcome to another podcast episode, Conversations with Ask Ash, with your host, Ashley Schuler, who is very excited about the communication breakdown season. Man, this has just been a spectacular treat. A spectacular treat where we're exploring all facets, at least from my perspective, right? All facets relating to communication. So we have themes such as client communication. We have communication when it comes to diversity, equity, and inclusion and breaking that down. We have topics all on meeting management and creating a communication plan. I love it because I believe that we are in a season where not everything is always one way or super clear. And I believe that I bring a level of streamliningness. That's probably not even a a word, but I know that one of my goals is to streamline processes related to how we go about organizing, managing, and communicating our work and how that all plays out with the people, with the deliverables, with the outcomes, and everything in between. So I said to myself, self, wouldn't it be grand if we had this particular conversation on communication in this way? in this Netflix limited series type of way. Just in case that you are newer to my podcasting style, I typically pick out a theme and there's usually about eh, 10 to maybe 12 episodes on this topic really meant to provide some really good information, things for you to chew on, things for you to think about, things about the particular topic I'm talking about that you can send to a friend, send to a colleague, a coworker, a team member. You know, if you're going to the store and you're taking a a run and maybe you just want to just press press play and be like, you know, I want to hear a little bit about communication because I hate meetings. All right? And Ashley has an interesting take on why it is that we should embrace healthy and productive meeting culture. Because I actually do believe that that is actually a thing. (laughs) It excites me, but we're not even going to touch that topic because we have a whole pod episode on that. But we're going to have some good old fun today because I want to talk about knowledge management. This is something that I've been really preoccupied on for a very long time, I want to say for like over a year, but maybe in the spaces and places that I reside in, knowledge management has been everywhere, but maybe I just haven't 
called it knowledge management. And we're going to get into all of the definitions and things in in between and how we can apply it to our particular brands and businesses and the things that we are looking to execute on on a daily basis. But I have to say, folks, is that I really started to think very intentionally and strategically about there's just so much in terms of knowledge, in terms of information. And I had to think to myself, self, you know, you got all the things everywhere. Where do you go to organize it? And how do you organize it in such a way that it makes sense? You know what I'm saying? And even from a perspective, if you are part of an organization and team, this is going to be real crucial for you because, you know, organizing knowledge so that it's actionable is on a whole different level. Okay. And so we're going to get into it today. We got a lot to discuss and we're going to break down number one, like what is knowledge management? What does knowledge management do and the three types of knowledge management? And then we're going to get into the foundational components of creating a knowledge management database. You know what I'm saying? A knowledge management database. So how do we feel about this so far, folks? Right? Like we should feel good. Like You probably want to sit down with a pen and paper on this one because this is definitely going to be definition heavy. I'm going to ask you to like write things down. If you're listening to this in the car, you'll probably think to yourself, "Mm, I probably need to go back and listen to this. Which, by the way, I would say yes, absolutely. All right, we got to get the party started, folks. We are going to get into Knowledge Management 101. And before we get into the definition, I believe that we are in a place and space where because we are solving complex problems, unique and providing unique solutions inside of our organizations, our teams, and everything in between, that we have to really think about what we're collecting and capturing, and then how do we go about creating repositories that are going to help the organization grow and be able to utilize it as a tool in which we can say to ourselves, especially for the project repositories, how can we make sure that we're utilizing past projects, initiatives, and programs in such a way where we can really look at the progression of it, take from the different components of it, build upon it, learn from it, and create something fantastic. So that's where I'm centered on right now. And so the definition of knowledge management, let's let's hit it, folks. The definition is knowledge management is essentially about getting the right knowledge to the right person at the right time. And this comes from the CEO of helpjuice.com. So I was doing some lots of research on this, folks. And I just want to say that I love this aspect that knowledge has an active role. Like it's not stationary. It's not, 
what do you call it? What's another word for stationary? It's not like plateaued. It doesn't, it's not static. Like it's very, it's active. It, 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 it's not meant to be put in a corner. Knowledge management is not that. So shout out to Emil from CEO of helpjuice.com. All right, another another definition. Knowledge management is a process of capturing, distri- distributing, and effectively using knowledge. This is Tom Davenport. Tom Davenport, okay? That's what, that's his definition, okay? And so this was also from a report uh, back in 1994. And so knowledge management has sprouted, so to speak, or grown um, within the management consulting community. And it makes sense because that's where I started to clue in into knowledge management and get a better understanding of knowledge management through project management offices and places that I uh, have worked and began to understand what does it mean to create a centralized place where people can take action and review projects and look at lessons learned and learn from learn from projects and learn strategy and be able to take different elements of different projects and see similarities, differences, and begin to create a strategy for what you're going to create, right? And so there's so many different layers inside of knowledge management, and it could be, you know, and we're going to talk about tools and things later, but just to give you a sneak peek about like what that looks like, you know, that could be an intranet for those of you that are in corporate currently, a SharePoint, okay, uh, Google Drive, Notion, right, uh, a ClickUp project repository, that would be very interesting, mm? I think so, so knowledge management, okay, and you can even think of it as a place for research and development as well, okay? And it's great because, again, this is a place and space where you can really begin to understand how is it, and ask yourself this question, how is it that I, in my own organization, again, if you're a team of one, two, three, 50, or 500, this is applicable, How does one capture, how does one disseminate and distribute effectively utilizing knowledge? You know what I'm saying? And so it's good. You know, it's this aspect of identifying, capturing, and evaluating and retrieving information in a one-stop shop place. And this could be, again, it doesn't have to be like a whole bunch of Microsoft Word docs or like Google Sheets. Like this, these are databases, documents, policies, procedures, you know, 
it's 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 so much, but we're gonna break it down, and this is gonna be almost like the starter kit, so that we can begin to start to build what I'm gonna call a knowledge database. Okay, let's let's go into some more concepts about knowledge management. Knowledge management is about making knowledge available for everyone in your team instead of having it reside in the heads of a few people causing knowledge bottlenecks. Ooh, this right here should set you on fire because I know somebody feels me on this is that oftentimes we're in a position where two people, they got all this knowledge and it's not documented. Let me tell you something right here. You know, one of the things that I know for sure that I know that I usually get scared about, I'm, I'm going to admit it, is when you see somebody that has been a part of a group uh, organization for like 20, 30 years, and then all of a sudden they put in their retirement jersey, their retirement pack, and they are ready to run that last tour. And they say, you know what? I'm about to be out. And there's something that comes in my spirit that says, wow, the fact that you got 10, 20, 25, and 30 years of knowledge that could be walking out that door with all that knowledge, I think that's kind of scary to me. And that's just me. And so the fact of the matter is, is that it's sad because there are certain places where, listen, like that knowledge management piece, you got to build that up early, early, okay? And this is not in the sense of like, I'm trying to capture somebody else's sauce and the way they do stuff and, okay, I need it all for myself. Like, we're not, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the knowledge in which someone has the strategy, the insights, the know-how, right? That pertains to the work that's going on. Nah. Like, if I was working with a graphic designer, I will not be able to replicate their style, their swag, and their sauce into a document. There's no way. But what we can do, if there's a logo design project that's going on, or projects rather, that's been consistent, what I should be doing is capturing the approach, capturing the way in which the information in terms of project strategy and approach in design, all of that should be somewhere centralized. Why? Because if I hire another talented creative, we can have examples and we can begin to talk through. This is how the design team in terms of approach and strategy this is how things are executed. These are how things are planned, managed, and organized and executed. It's good. It also leaves room for process improvement too. 
All right. Knowledge management includes those necessary systems and tools for creating effective knowledge management processes. It's a combination of people, processes, and tools. Okay. Now I'm going to tell you right here, right now, this right here gets me so excited. This gets me, the fact that you said a cre- creating an effective knowledge management processes. Okay, let's back that up. Knowledge management includes necessary systems and tools for creating effective knowledge management processes. Which means what? You can't just tell your team, all right, now we're going to just start just, just capturing like all the information, like write everything down and write it now. Like, we're not going to do that. We're going to create a process for how we capture, for how we are documenting, for how we are evaluating, for how we are going to distribute and organize the information. So it is the people. It is the process. It is the tools. Quick, quick um, pivot to an example. Those of you out there that are community managers, that are managing communities. Woo! Let me drop some game for y'all. This knowledge management piece, crucial. Crucial for you. How do you, as a leader of a community, are able to capture, organize, evaluate, and distribute information to your members. I tell you what. I tell you what. That should pierce somebody right now. What does that process look like? Okay. And then let me let me peep you on game right quick because also what needs to happen too is internally as a community manager you need then need to create a a a, um, a framework for yourself on how you go about capturing, organizing, evaluating and distributing information on the internal front, right? And then pushing that out to externally and what that looks like. Send me a DM because this is this is heavy. This is heavy. This is heavy. Knowledge management captures info easily empowers team members and creates a world where people aren't relying on other people for information. My goodness. My goodness. Is this good to y'all? Somebody somebody needs to send me a DM because this right here, somebody should be just excited about this right here, about the fact that knowledge management can help people ooh, empower team members and creates a world where people aren't relying on each other for information because I'm telling you what right now, let me tell you something. 
I'm telling you what right now. That's not even the, the correct grammar and terminology, but we're going to keep it pushing. I tell you what right now is that we are headed in a place in space because we just, we talked about async communication and synchronous communication and the fact that we are living in a world right now of the future of work is right now. And so the fact of the matter remains is that people need information, not all up in your head. It needs to be in a place in space where people can act on it and make decisions and be able to get the work done and be able to get back to clients and be able to help other team members and be able to help the people uh, in their communities, uh, in their you know, wherever, you know what I'm saying? That's why this aspect of knowledge management is so crucial right now. We got to be thinking about these things right now. And when I, when Ashley Schuler says, think of it right now, I just needed it to be on somebody's list. It's on my list right now. It's on my list. And I'm, and again, I'm going to be transparent. I'm, I'm, I have foundational pieces of my knowledge management. Yeah, I got foundational pieces of that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So again, knowledge management captures info easily, empowers team members, and creates a world where people aren't reliant on on other people for information, which means that I don't have to, well, back it up. If every two seconds, meaning two seconds could be every hour, every day, where I'm not calling somebody up and saying, hey, so-and-so, messaging so-and-so, hey, where's that file? <laughs> where's that file? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. That's not it. And this is not to make you feel bad because, again, we're living in this digital age where you know things are just changing and you know processes are you know now more than ever so important and so the way in which we are managing the knowledge and organizing it and and capturing it and making sure it's easily accessible it's crucial it's crucial so i want to get into the three types of knowledge management yeah Yeah, we're going to get into the three types of knowledge management because this is crucial. So the three types are explicit knowledge, information that can be codified and communicated. So it's easy to share this type of knowledge and it can be quickly understood by others. So these are procedures, excuse me, procedures, uh, employee handbooks, HR policies, These are sales um, processes, a documented sales process, uh, a content style guide, a content library, and it's specific content, okay? So this is good. Like this is explicit knowledge, okay? Easily codified, easily organized, tagged. It can be, you know, put into some sort of system. It could be Dropbox. It could be Notion right? It could be Google Docs, Google Drive, I mean, right? So this is super, super good because you you now have to think of 
in a way, like what knowledge do I have now? And everybody has some form of these three that that the next two I'll, I'll break it down. But everybody has some form of the three. It just depends on where you are with them. But let's start here. Where do you put your handbooks, your HR policies, your standard operating procedures? Where is your brand's content style guide and the content library? What does that look like? Okay, right? And I also want to make sure that we make this make sense and that we're putting some grace upon this. You know, you want to sit and think to yourself, all right, because some of you are thinking, how do I even start this? And we're going to get into some some tangible steps at the end. But first and foremost, I always going to say this, is that flow chart this bad boy out. Get a piece of paper. Oh, scratch that. Get a <laughs> get a visual flow charting tool like Whimsical, my fave. Oh, my second fave is Miro. Shout out to Team Miro. Love what y'all are doing over there. But, you know, I love me some Whimsical. It's my fave. So, you want to start flow charting that out. You want to start flow charting all of that out because it's really important that you understand what would knowledge management look like in terms of the process. Again, the capt- capturing, the organizing, the evaluating, and the aspect of organizing it, people process the technology piece of it. So start in stages, start with writing down what does that look like for you and start simple. All right, so we said explicit, codified and communicated. It's easily the type of knowledge that can be shared and quickly understood by others. It is SOPs, employee handbooks, HR policies, okay? Tacit knowledge, T-A-C-I-T, for those who are taking notes, tacit knowledge, much harder to capture than explicit knowledge. It typically comprises of the skills and experiences of your employees that's difficult to explain or share with others. Woo! This is good, y'all. So this is customer support, design skills, and know-how. Okay? Again, this is going to be a little bit harder to explain. So this is why some of these examples are going to be key. Being able to identify the exact moment a prospect is ready to hear your sales pitch. So tacit knowledge could be the your organization's strategy, like the actual sales strategy where you're going to be able to to identify the moment. It could be a word. It could be a phrase. It could be some sort of evaluation technique that you have when you're prospecting. And again, you may have to, again, do a little bit more digging in terms of research, right? But from my vantage point, tacit knowledge, what I've learned about it so far is that this is really the special swag sauce that you are going to 
need to find a way to communicate. Okay? Now, I know I said that earlier that I said this is not about replicating a particular person's swag and how they're how they're able to go about doing these because there's there's no way that you can duplicate that. But if we're talking about knowing just the right words to use within copy to attract and engage your audience, that is tacit knowledge. That's something where you are going to collect this information over time. I would say too is that when you have like Q and A's, like for instance, every every tool like uh, Airtable, ClickUp, they have some sort of like knowledge center. Again, we'll talk about knowledge base, but this could be something where this is customer support know how, like how to do certain things inside of the company, how to approach different situations, especially when it comes to sales or it comes to um, client support. That's the type of tacit knowledge. Feel free to DM me to break down any of these concepts and have a conversation at Ashley Schuler underscore on Instagram. And then also you can find me on LinkedIn as well. Would love to um, hear from you. So just type my name in LinkedIn, Ashley Schuler. I should pop right on up. All right. Implicit knowledge, implicit knowledge is this is information that is transferable to someone else. These are transferable skills. So one way to think about this is when someone's performing tasks, they are displaying implicit knowledge. This is like a performing some performing effective communication. And some and a lot of times individuals are not aware that they are acquiring these skills. And they can be transferred from one job to another. And so I think that is very, very, very important to know. Okay? So we're looking at this as personal preferences on the job learning, real life situations or applications, implicit knowledge. Okay, these are the three types of knowledge. All right, implicit, tacit, and explicit. Okay, so I wanted to share with you, again, these three types of knowledge. Now, when it comes to creating a knowledge base, let's think about this from in a very internal or external type of way. So what is a knowledge base? And I alluded to this talking about Airtable and ClickUp and, and ClickUp specifically because that's really a knowledge base. Like I can go in, I can search for something and they'll give me an article about how to do something. So a knowledge base is an internal or customer facing library dedicated to a specific topic, product or service. A knowledge base is intended to be a repository of information for those who are using a specific product or service. This is gold. This is something where when we think about creating knowledge management 
inside of our organizations and teams. A couple of ways to approach it. This is something where you can start thinking about what knowledge within my team and organization do I need where the organization would be beneficial to the right person, where they can feel empowered to be able to obtain that information and make decisions. That's one way of thinking about it. The other way is I have a service, I have a product, I have a specific topic, and I'd like for people externally to be able to search for information, find it, and then apply it. There's many different types of repositories. In a very practical way, I would say that for those that have virtual events, and again, those that like are virtual event or event production companies, you should absolutely have a knowledge base internally. All on best practices could be written by people within the company, by you. This could be everything from tools to the process to a actual project repository of all the events that have taken place within the past two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven years, whichever. And they could be on several different topics. So shout out to the event production, virtual or in person, that already have this or now has been inspired to start one. Shout out to you. Those that have communities and are building out communities creating a member knowledge base and repository where people can actually go and find a topic find the article the blog post the private podcast the live video, whatever it is, the course would be epic. Would be so fire to have that. I love that. So shout out to the community manager that is, that's hearing this and is like, I'm on it. (laughs) I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. All right. So within a team, you're you're a service-based team, a service-based organization. And having a project repository is going to be crucial for the success of programs and projects and initiatives that you have created. And when it comes to strategic goals, and it comes to process improvement, ooh, having a project repository would be cool, would be super cool to have. So 
why a knowledge base? Like, why would someone spend time creating a knowledge base? I'm so glad that you asked that question. I'm very glad that you asked that question. It saves time. All right. It saves time to have organized an organized place of information centralized as a single source of truth. It saves money, money, because you'll know what you have, especially if we're talking about, you know, a knowledge base or a knowledge repository or a hub, call it whatever you want, that has internal like work processes, best practices, guides, all those types of things. You're not recreating or reinventing unless you are stepping into process improvement. All right, improves communication. Communication. Which is going to be good because you're not trying to remember what needs to be said or try to recall information it's going to help streamline the communication between you and your team member or you and your client or you and your members. It's going to improve communication. Examples of a knowledge base. FAQs, all right, frequently asked questions, troubleshooting guides, Step-by-step instructions or structural manuals, how-to videos, documentation, and SOPs. Where do you start? Hmm, such a really good question. Where do you start? Well, I would say start with the goal. What's the purpose of your knowledge management hub, repository, single source of truth, whatever you want to call it? Where do you start? Where do you start? Be sure to ask team members uh, for input on information and how they want to interact with that information. That's going to be crucial. I would also think about, too, organizing your topics into categories and subcategories. That will help with deciding what you need, how you need it, why you need it. Choosing the system could be Notion, could be HubSpot, could be Guru, it could be Trannual. And so these are practical, practical steps to get started. Start with the goal. I would also use a flow charting tool to get a better understanding on what what is it that you're looking to capture. I would also use the flow charting tool to figure out how you are going to organize the information. How are you going to capture it? How do you organize it? And how will it be distributed? So that is the end of Knowledge Management 101. I hope that you all have really enjoyed this episode Consider this the starter pack of going back to your team, going back and sitting and thinking about this and saying, we should look into this. 
the best and practical way of how to begin to build a knowledge management repository. What does that look like? When should we do it? What's involved? And pick up this baton. Now that you've listened to it, go ahead and explore, you know, the research involved and then begin the process. Once again, this is another fantastic episode of Conversations with Ask Ash, the communication breakdown season. Today's topic is on knowledge management. Thank you all for tuning in. If you have any questions, comments, please be sure. Send me a direct message on Instagram or on LinkedIn. The show notes are available for you to get a hold of me. Be sure to rate and review and follow the podcast on Apple and on Spotify. Thank you all so much. I look forward to hearing your thoughts on this. And we out. Thank you. See you soon. Thank you for listening to Conversations with Ask Ash. Please be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and follow Ashley on social media at Ashley Schuler underscore. That's A-S-H-L-E-Y-S-H-U-L-E-R underscore.